You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to this week's episode of Awaken Radio. I am really excited about today's conversation. I feel like this is going to be very uh, different to any conversation I've had so far on Awaken Radio. It'll be a very unique perspective um, and approach to some different things that maybe you guys haven't heard about before. Uh, So I'm really, really excited about this conversation. I am speaking with Belinda Davidson, who is a well-known medical intuitive author and public speaker. She is the founder of the School of the Modern Mystic, a world-class online teaching facility dedicated to helping modern mystics embrace spirituality and discover their life purpose. She is also a mentor and consultant and amongst her private clients are also celebrities, public personalities, doctors and business leaders. She is often referred to as the secret weapon because she's been able to see into a person and know what is not working. Belinda is respected and adored for her practical approach to spirituality. She may be a full-fledged psychic, but there isn't a woo-woo bone in her body, which is what is so perfect about this because we want to be able to bring spirituality to every person. So it's it's real life, it's practical, and it's something you can apply to, to your everyday life. So Belinda, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you for having me, Connie. What an introduction. Wow. <laughs> well, I have to continue actually with my introduction because I have just finished up one of your uh, white light healing intensive retreats, which was a three day um, retreat that I know you had hundreds of people from all around the world participate in. And, and through this process, we had three uh, one hour white light healing sessions over that time. And you know, we were talking just before we started this episode about some of the experiences I had, and I've had so much interest from people uh, sort of asking me, what is this whole kind of white light healing thing and what does this involve? And I personally um, experienced some incredible shifts within myself. It's this real subtle experience where you're receiving white light, but the the knock-on effect and the impact it has on you is is huge. Um, so we were just talking about what what was sort of going on over the weekend. So can you just just for anyone who doesn't know about this experience of of receiving white light and being in a white light healing intensive retreat? What what exactly is this? The white light healing intensive retreats are where people receive white light for three days. And the white light healing intensive that you're referring to, that you took and that I took, was taken by my School of the Modern Mystic students and we also opened it to the public as well. So we had around 450 people from all over the world going into retreat mode, turning within, becoming internal and receiving white light on tap 24-7 for three days. The reason we do this is because we want to create a huge shift in our life and We know that by working with the white light, the white light is a powerful spiritual energy. By working with the white light and by receiving the white light in all of our 12 chakras and by going within and nurturing and loving ourselves over those weekends, we can very quickly heal, shift and change our lives. So these global white light retreats 
are quite a phenomenal experience mm -hmm. because all of us at the same time from all over the world receive the white light and we also receive healings from the white light angels. So when people receive the white light, they're also connected to the white light angels and the white light angels are not only master healers, they not only know how to heal us and keep our chakras fit and healthy so that our lives can work, they also undertake or conduct spiritual procedures. So they heal those physical ailments that we have problems with or they heal the emotional ailments that we have problems with. So these, these retreats are kind of a, a mass event really and this is what you and I were talking about yes. weren't we Connie before this interview started, a mass event of white light angels working with people and my job in all of this is to be the medium between both worlds. So my job is to hold, help everyone hold their vibrations high so the four, about 450 people, I held them up so that the white light angels were able to work with them because there is a, there is a gap between spirit and human. Mm. So although we are souls and we are spirits in a human body, the earth plane has a lower vibration than the angelic realm or the white light plane. So in order for angels to do healing work on us, in order for us to feel it, in order for us to have these experiences, someone needs to bridge the gap. And that's my job. I'm the medium. A medium just means a bridge between two worlds. Mm. So over these days, my job is to hold the collective vibration of all of us humans undertaking this you know, amazing event high so that the angels can do their healing work. And, and people feel that. I mean, you mentioned that you, know, you felt a, a spirit procedure happening and you mm. felt the white light angels. And, and that also happens if the vibrations are held high. You know, and I do just want to quickly share my experience because I was saying to you earlier that I, I made a little comment on Facebook about a couple of things I experienced and people were just fascinated and and I'm just encouraging people to have an open mind because you have if you haven't experienced anything like this before, it does sound a bit strange. But um, one of my intention, because you sort of set an intention for the the weekend and my intention was about opening and really opening my heart and receiving and connecting and being seen and just before um, my sort of first healing started, I was sitting on the floor and I lay down so that my back was facing the roof and um, I could feel, it was I could actually almost see these little white angels, it's quite bizarre, and they were kind of operating like opening mm. up the mm. like my back um, so yes. that the back of my heart could open and, and I could see them and, and we were talking before about how you know, with these types of energetic procedures, you, you typically wouldn't experience pain like you would if you were having a medical procedure. But I actually did experience a sense of pain and I, I did cry a bit through it because I could feel the cracking open of that energy in the back of my heart. Um, you know, so that's the type of stuff you can experience. And then the, the following days, there was a lot of joy for me and there was a lot of play and there was a lot of love. And my flatmate saw me after my third um, sort of one hour session. I couldn't stop giggling. I was just <laughs> laughing my head off and it was, it was the most joyful feeling. It was so beautiful. And so, so just for people who, you know, this conversation might be really new and they may have never heard of this whole white light and energy thing. What's the power of energy? I mean, you work with energy so much in the work that you do and the white light is a, is a form of that energy. Can we kind of explain that a little bit more for people? Sure. Well, I'll also explain my past, where I've oh, come from. Oh, please do. Awesome. Why I do what I do. So this sounds probably strange to most people, but this was my life. <laughs> so mm. I'm 35 now. I was born psychic and 
I was born with the ability to see into people. My father's a doctor, and in his surgery, when I was two, three, four years old, I'd approach his patients and tell them what was wrong with them. And my parents didn't really know what to do with it, so they didn't really do much, but it was evident to people that I could see into people. And ever since I was a small child, like lots of children though, Connie, lots of children are psychic, but we shut down our psychic ability for various reasons. But I could also see white light angels and white light. And however, growing up was very confusing for me. I was born into a Christian family and people didn't like me because people thought I was like a child adult. They did, and they didn't <laughs> like that I could see things. So yeah. up till the age of about 19, my life wasn't particularly nice. I also didn't know how to deal with being so psychic. I didn't know how to deal with premonitions, visions. I didn't know how to deal with information. But when I was 19, my deceased grandmother, who died six months before I was born, contacted me. And through that spirit person contact, I, it saved the life of one of her children because her child that she had contacted me about wanted to commit suicide on that day. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning for me. And I decided, well, I don't really care anymore if people think I'm a freak. Yeah. <laughs> I will embrace this because it helps people. So that was 16 years ago wow. around. You know, um, and then I went through a journey of discovering who I was and I moved to Germany in my early 20s and started working as a medical intuitive quite quickly. So word got around about this young Australian who spoke broken German who could see into people and that really spiked the interest of the medical community. So at the age of 23, 24, I was actually working on a referral basis with medical doctors within the German medical community and we had a very good rapport. So if they weren't quite sure what was wrong, they would send people to me and that's why you know, you introduced me as being the secret weapon. That was what I was affectionately called within some of the circles, the medical community circles in Germany. Because if they, doctors, naturopaths, healthcare practitioners didn't know what was wrong with people, they'd send them to me. Mm. So I worked as a medical intuitive full time for many, many years and needed to move away from that though because I was too busy and I was burnt out. It's quite a and it's quite, it, it really is, you need a lot of energy and it's quite a taxing job to read and diagnose people's energy fields mm -hmm. all day. Yeah. So to come to your question about the white light, in 2007, I had a mini awakening. I mean, this is awakened radio, isn't it? So it I is. that term. Go for so it. <laughs> I had an awakening and I was at a point in my life where I was very burnt out. I had read thousands and thousands of energy fields at that point. And I knew I was doing good work in the world because it was healing people. But I knew what was wrong with people, but I wasn't quite sure how to help them heal. And people at that time, this was 2007, were trying different modalities, so therapy, yoga, uh, clean living, clean eating, um, you know, naturopathy, a whole pile of things. But it wasn't really working the way I wanted it to work. So I was in this strange space of, I could see inside people and knew what was wrong with them, but I wasn't quite sure what they needed to heal. Mm. And then in, an, in a spiritual experience, in a meditation, the white light came to me. And I had an experience of this pure white light come down from the heavens into my 12th chakra. I didn't know we had 12 chakras at that mm. time and then discovered it. It came into my chakra, 12, went down into 11 through all of my lower chakras and began working on my blockages. And the white light showed me what we need to do to get well. 
So the white light is a powerful spiritual energy. It is the vibration, if we want to talk in spiritual jargon terms, Mm -hmm. it's a vibration of unconditional love. And you and I both know that love heals. Mm -hmm. Any healer that you'll talk to, any miracle worker, anyone that works in the spiritual field will tell you love is the healing thing. You need to love to heal. Like we know that. So the white light is a vibration of unconditional love. And the white light showed me what people needed to do to heal. And I learned through the white light that to heal, we need to work on our chakras. We need to work with the white light and we need to be as present as we possibly can be. So in 2007, I stopped almost straight away working as a full-time medical intuitive and spent two and a half, three years discovering Uh, researching the white light and trying out these different modalities and I taught people how to work on their chakras to heal themselves I taught people how to channel white light I taught people how to be mindful and these practices then ended up becoming my school and that's my school of the modern mystic where I teach modern mystics how to heal themselves so to get back to your question about what the white light is it's a healing tool the white light transmutes any negativity into positivity and the key to A healthy, marvelous life is to have healthy and marvelous chakras. And by working with the white light and by working on your chakras, you can get your life to work because if your energy is working, so is your life. Mm, I love that you've raised that because people talk about wellness and health and obviously you're working with people from a medical perspective and we have this approach of it's all about diet and exercise and we're sort of starting to see maybe mindset plays a role, you know, the mind-body connection. and But, you know, there's this real... um, external and action focused type of approach but you're talking about energy and energy being the the quality of your energy and the the lightness and the um the highness of your vibration being what impacts your health and well-being so that's how you work with people on health and well-being is through their energy yes well i actually say to people don't concern yourself with it with what you should and shouldn't eat Don't concern yourself with what exercise regime you should do. Don't concern yourself with whether you should eat sugar or whether you should quit sugar. You know, don't concern yourself with those things. If your chakras are working properly and if you're looking after your energy, you will naturally gravitate towards those things that are good for you. You know, so I even go as far as to say it's not even your mindset, Connie. Wow. Because a positive mindset is generated through positive chakras. And let's just talk about this for a moment because I may have lost some of your listeners because I haven't explained it properly. Mm. We have an energy field and that energy field is made up of 12 chakras and each of your 12 chakras looks after certain aspects of your life. So you have a chakra that looks after your health, you have a chakra that looks after your abundance, you have a chakra that looks after your creativity, you have a chakra that looks after your sex life, you have a chakra that looks after your soul purpose. Mm. And amongst other chakras that do other things. And these chakras also look after certain parts of your physical body. If your energy is right, so if your energy is flowing healthily and each one of your chakras are getting the energy they need, so if each one of your chakras are receiving energy, if they're generating energy, if they're channels for energy, you will be in marvelous health and you'll have a marvelous life. So the key to a marvelous life is to understand that first and foremost, you're an energetic being. Mm. Everything else is a byproduct of that. So, you know, when Eckhart Tolle or the spiritual masters talk about get the energy working and everything else works, they're talking about a literal fact because science has now proven this to be the case. 
I and I feel like this is one of the missing pieces that so many people gloss over and disregard and don't quite understand and, and it's where my work is going. I'm so fascinated by energy and the more that I work with energy, the the more I experience shifts with people. You know, my, my training as a life coach has in the past been very heady and very analytical and let's get into the story and the mindset. But when I bring a person into their body and we start working with, with what's going on in there and their energy, that's when someone really experiences a shift. So I love what you shared that this isn't just about because I think people don't quite under, understand the impact energy has on our world. So this isn't just about your own energy and feeling well. It is Your energy is manifesting the world you're experiencing around you because yes. the world is energy as well. So if you want anything in your life to work, it's based on the quality of your own energy. Yes, and that's the missing piece to people's puzzles mm. and that's why I do what I do in the world. My job is to say actually who you really are is not who you think you are. Who you really are is first and foremost energy. Now, I knew that when I was a child. I didn't, under, I didn't know the word chakra then, but I always could see energy within people. So people would say to me, how do you know that I have a stomach bug? And I would say, well, I see your energy has a stomach bug. And people would say to me, you know, how do you know that I skip school? And I'd say, because I can <laughs> see it in your energy field. How do you know I have a headache? You know, how do you know I've had an affair? So, Wow. The, so as a child, I always knew that if I wanted to know what's going on in a person's life, I look inside them. Now, I didn't know back then that we had energy fields. I didn't know the term for it. And I didn't know how to call these spinning vortexes of energy chakras. I didn't have that language when I was two, three. But I knew that whatever was going on within a person is going to create their external life. So in all honesty, it does not matter what people are eating. It does not matter what exercise regime they're doing. People have to stop looking externally mm -hmm. to try and find the answers. They have to get their chakras working because your energy will then draw to you what you need. And this is a shift that's happening globally. I mean, I knew this back you know, when I was working as a medical intuitive, but in my own mind, I hadn't yet made the connection between working directly on the chakras to get energy to work and their life being healthy and happy. What I mean is I always knew that a person's energy creates their reality. Yeah. So when I was giving medical intuitive sessions, 23, 24, 28, you know, I could see that it wasn't working because their energy wasn't working because I could read their life circumstances by looking at their energy. That's how energy creates reality. But the missing piece to my puzzle was I didn't understand what meditation technique or what spiritual tool or energy we can use to get the energy working, if that makes sense. Mm, it, makes, yeah. it makes perfect mm. sense. And I think, um, you know, this has started to drop in. You know, we look at something like The Law of Attraction and when that movie The Secret came out, it started, it was a very surface perspective, but it started to open people up to the understanding of the impact their energy plays on their world and the ability to attract different things into our lives based on our own energetic vibration. And, you know, it, it missed a lot of key pieces of the puzzle, but it started to open people up to that perspective. So if we were to kind of, drop deeper into this conversation because I love the um you know you, your work and what you're sharing it gets to the core of what's mm. going on right mm. so for anyone who's like wow okay this is totally resonating with me I want to start to learn how to work on my chakras and work on my energy and, and you just mentioned meditation there where do you suggest people begin with this whole process I suggest that people begin by reading my free chakra course 
So if people go to belindadavidson.com mm-hmm. and they subscribe to my newsletter list, they gain access to the free white light healings and the free chakra course. Yes. That is the best place to begin because there we're in the free chakra course. I explain to people how they're energetically designed. I explain how the chakras work and I explain how they can get their chakras working. I also give a lot of cases from my work as a medical intuitive of how people's unhappy chakras created life problems because what has to happen for people, Connie, Mm -hmm. they have to think differently. So whenever people come into my world, they say, oh, that diet's not working, that exercise or, you know, or this isn't working. I say, don't worry about any of that. Get your energy working. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the people in my school or the people that consult with me personally, I'm always helping them rethink Because this is what we do. We encounter a problem and what do we do? We subjugate our power and we look externally. We go, okay, where's the right person to help me? Where's the right situation? Oh, I've got allergies. What diet should I do? Mm. But that is subjugating power. We're losing our power doing that. If you know that you are first and foremost a powerful energetic being, you don't look externally. You don't get worried and you don't fear. You say, something's off with my vibration. And you do your meditation, you work on your chakras, you get back into alignment, and then you just like a magnet, like using the law of attraction, you draw to you exactly the diet that you need, or you may not even need a diet because you've energetically healed it. So this is a shift that has to happen. Mm. People have to go, okay, well, something's not right with my energy, instead of saying, how do I fix this problem? And if people also... Um, you know, join those free white light healings, they can get a feeling of what the white light's about. And that, that's a great way to start. Mm. And you mentioned mindset. I mean, because although we need to go a little bit deeper than the mind, am I right? The mindset does support energy. So our thoughts are affecting our feelings. So what sort of type of mindset do we need to be bringing on board to support our chakras and our energy? Or is, is there a relationship between the two? Well, I'd even go as far to say that it doesn't matter how you think mm, wow. because your mindset is a byproduct of the health of your chakras. Really? If, yes. If you have a healthy chakra two, for example, let's take chakra two. Mm-hmm. Chakra two is your sexual chakra. So if chakra two is working properly, you delight in your body, you delight in the world, you delight in, in sex and expressing yourself and you're creative and you're sparky. Most of us don't have a healthy chakra two, though. We have damaged chakra twos for many reasons, sexual oppression, shame, guilt, and there are lots of reasons why our chakras get blocked. And But if your chakra is not working properly and that chakra is blocked, it generates a negative mindset. Mm. When your chakra is open and healthy and happy, it generates a positive one. Eckhart Tolle says, don't worry about thinking positively, get present. So if I look at that from a medical intuitive perspective, what that means is if you get present and you're not concerned with your past and your story of who you are in the past and you're not projecting your fears or your hopes on the future, you're being right here, right now, your chakras open, they get as much light and as much energy as they need and the byproduct of that is a healthy mindset. So for me, positive thinking is going the long way about it. Mm. You work on your chakras. Don't worry about thinking positively. Worry about getting the energy to work because this whole model that I'm talking about, it's not a new model. Mm. I mean, this is what 
Chinese medicine is based on. This is what Ayurveda and Indian practices are based on. This is what a lot of the Eastern philosophies are based on. They know that if your chakras and your meridians are getting energy, you're healthy. If they're not, you're not. That is so fascinating for me, particularly, you know, from my background that I've come from where we're really taught that, you know, our thoughts create our feelings and our thoughts affect our energy. However, I have seen with a lot of clients that I work with and I've experienced it in myself, um, you know, I guess I use different language for it because I, I, I sort of don't have the depth to be able to see into people's energy field, but I do kind of sense stuff with people and, and I sort of pick up on a lot of emotional blockages. So where there's emotional pain or unexpressed emotion kind of being stored in the body. And I notice when that happens, it creates this frenetic energy in the mind. So the, the, um, yeah, that energy that's blocked and stored within the body it creates this energy in the mind. And I found in myself, particularly when I move through an emotion, so I let myself fully express it or I dance through it, I cry through it, I journal it out. If I can actually clear that energetic block, my mind naturally calms and there's this spaciousness. Um, so that actually makes a lot of sense to me what you're sharing. So your thoughts absolutely create your reality. They do that. But my point is go to the core of the issue. Yeah. Don't try and change your thought patterns actually change what's creating negative thought patterns if that makes sense yeah so your thought our thoughts absolutely create our reality and that's why we have to be very careful about what we think but instead of you know replacing negative ones with positive mm. ones get present work on your chakras get out of the mind and that's the experience you've had you've gotten out of the mind and into your body what you've done perhaps not knowing it or perhaps mm. you do know it what you've done is you've actually tapped into the blockage within your energy field. So in my private consultation or with the people that do my school, we do a process whereby we locate the blockages within our chakras and energy field. Mm -hmm. So we bypass the mind. We don't worry so much about changing our thoughts and we go straight to the blockage and we use white light to heal it. And that's when you get the shift like you've experienced. Yes. You're in your body. You're shifting that energy. So that thought pattern is being reprogrammed. See, all this neural reprogramming that they talk about or, you know, you know, processing your brain to think differently, mm -hmm. this has to happen on an energetic level and the energetic level is the subconscious level. And you and I both know that if you want someone to change, you've got to change their subconscious mm -hmm. mind because the subconscious mind is connected to the greater universe so we are connected to the greater universe through our subconscious mind. So our subconscious mind is what makes us behave in a certain way. It's our subconscious mind that makes us think certain thoughts. So instead of trying to, you know, replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you can do that, but it's going the long way about it. Mm -hmm. Actually go to the root source problem. You have a blockage in your energy flow system. Remove that blockage. You'll no longer think negatively. You'll think positively. Yeah. And I find when we go with that, let's, I've seen this with my clients. They're like, I'm just going to repeat positive affirmations. You're just kind of 
coating over this underlying blockage. So I love what you shared because that's exactly what I have been, I've been guided to do it in my work and I'm doing it with myself is I go right into the feeling. I mean, a lot of us are really disconnected from our bodies, but if we can get into the body and go right into that, you know, it might manifest as a tightness, a discomfort, mm. an anxiety, mm. a butterflies, a, a you know, a pain in your back. I've actually, I'm going through moving house and I'm having to work on supporting myself because I've got this ache in my lower back and I'm like oh okay I know what that's about (laughs) I can kind of feel it but if I kind of am going into the energy and going into the sensation uh, I don't even actually you might find this as well don't even need to go into the story necessarily of why that's even there and what happened in my childhood and you know it's almost like if I can just move through that energetic block everything just shifts yes Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I do and that's what I advocate. We don't go into the past or future around it. Mm. We don't think about why is it there because it doesn't matter why it's there. If you're feeling a restriction, it's a blockage of your chi. It's a blockage of your flow of prana. Mm. And if we use the model again, the, the energy model that you know Ayurveda and Chinese medicine is based on, health equates to all your chakras and meridians being light-filled. They can receive energy. They can generate it and they can, you know, express it outwards. If there's a blockage in that system, that area of your life that equates to that chakra isn't working. So your lower back pain is chakra one. Chakra one is all about finding community. Mm. It's about having your home, your moving home. Mm. So to me, that's obvious. <laughs> you know, like, you know, obvious. <laughs> You're like, duh. That's <laughs> an obvious connection. So it, where, where these pain points are, a registering in the body, whether it's a throat problem or a heart problem, they always relate to the chakras. So it is a great idea to have an understanding of the chakras because you can then self-diagnose. However, mm. we don't need to know why. We just need to know if something's feeling restrictive or blocked, it means that that chakra is being compromised. We want all of our chakras working properly for us because if our chakras are doing their job and looking after all of those areas of our lives, our lives are working beautifully. Mm. So like you said, let's not think about where or why. Let's not even think about the story. Let's just work with the energy and shift it. Can we give a go into a really quick little overview of the chakras? Because when you've been talking about, you know, the lower back being a bit about home and we were speaking about the second being about, you know, sexuality and relationships and things like that. Can we go through a really quick little snapshot of what each chakra corresponds to? Sure. Well, we have 12 chakras and six of them are located in our physical body and the higher six ones are located outside of our physical body, above our head. Chakra one, which is in the you know the legs the hips and the the perineum region mm. is about being earthed it's about being grounded it's about sense of community and a home if our chakra ones are not working properly we don't feel like we belong mm-hmm. we don't feel like we belong to our families and we don't feel that we have a home in which we can call home mm. chakra 2 is located just under the the navel and this chakra is about sexuality, it's about delight, and it's about sensory pleasure. So if our chakra twos are working properly, we delight in life. We're sparky, we love life, we can express our sexuality, we're sexually fulfilled, we can express ourselves creatively. And then we move up to chakra three, 
this chakra is located in our stomach and this chakra is all about willpower and drive. So this chakra is the chakra that allows us to define who we are in the world. We stand up for our morals, we stand up for what's important. If our chakra three isn't working properly, we cannot hold center, we cannot say no, we feel obliged to help other people all the time and we just don't have a sense of our inner warrior. Your chakra three is your warrior. We then move to the heart chakra and we all know a lot about heart chakra because self-help you know, field and spirituality focuses a lot on the heart chakra you know, with good reasons. Mm. Your heart chakra is all about giving and receiving love. So if your heart chakra works properly, you attract into your life all those things you love. You have loving relationships. You have a loving partner. You have people that love you and support you. You give love and you receive it. If this chakra is not working properly, we have disappointment in love life. We feel isolated. We feel alone. Then we move up to the throat chakra. Your throat chakra, located in the throat region, obviously, is about your creative expression. It's about expressing who you are in the world. So many of us are desperate to feel that we're hurt, seen and heard in our own unique expression. So if this chakra isn't working properly, we have difficulty communicating. We, we, we're, we're, we fear being seen and fear being heard. Chakra six is your psychic center. And chakra six is about being psychic. So I was born with a huge chakra six and I've had to spend <laughs> most of my life balancing out the lower chakras mm. because I saw too much. Most people have to work at chakra six to 12 though because most of our energy is in chakra one through five. But most people have to work at opening these chakras. So chakra six, when you open that up, you become psychic. You can communicate with your spirit guides. You can see energy fields. If this chakra isn't working, and for most people it's not working, we're not psychic. So when people say to me, oh, I wish I was psychic, I just think open up your chakra six. Yeah. Chakra seven is about enlightenment. It's about having the experience of being connected to the divine. And again, we aren't very strong in a chakra seven way. Most of us don't know what that means. Mm. So most of us, chakras six through 12 and the five higher chakras, chakras eight through 12 are dedicated to soul purpose. Most of us are not psychic. Most of us don't know how to heal themselves and others. And most of us do not know what our soul's life purpose is. And that's simply because we're deficient in chakras six through 12. Wow. So awakening those, awakening, opening up, reactivating those chakras is where we come into awareness or connection with our soul purpose? Yes. Yes. So I say to people, do a chakra cleanse meditation. Yes. I have tried lots of things. Once I realized the connection to the chakras in 2007, when I had that awakened moment with the white light, I knew that the key to a marvelous life was the chakras. I then trialed different chakra cleanse meditations to see which one got the greatest results. And the one that I advocate is the one I personally think is the best. But there are a lot of numerous fabulous meditations out there. So I'm not exclusive mm. in that. But this, the meditation that I advocate and it's offered for free, the written transcript is for free in the free chakra course, teaches you how to work on each one of your 12 chakras so that they're, so that they're working properly and so that our lives come into flow. I'll post a link to that when I post this interview because I, I've got a copy of your chakra cleanse meditation and 
it's really powerful stuff. I actually, it really surprised me because I could feel my chakras moving in the, I would feel them pulsating and I would feel they would move at different rates or different speeds. And when that first started happening, when I first started getting the pulsations, I was like, whoa, it actually kind of freaked me out. Particularly yeah. when it came up into my heart, I was like, oh, that's quite intense. Um, but I have a very tangible experience doing it. So I really recommend that it's, that's mm -hmm. something that people can just have at home and practice daily, right? Yes, and that is the prerequisite to the sole purpose journey. So right. to get back to your question, people, in order to become psychic, chakra seven, you know, chakra, uh, chakra six, sorry, chakra seven, to be able to start to experience enlightenment and to take the sole purpose journey and find out what we're here to do in the world, they have to connect to themselves energetically and they have to get their chakras working. And in my school, the level one course is dedicated to becoming psychic and healing ourselves. We work on chakras one through seven. And then level two is dedicated to discovering your soul purpose. Mm -hmm. So for anyone listening who would just love to get their life working and get their health working and become psychic and discover what they're here to do in the world, the key to doing that is you have to have happy, healthy, fit chakras. Otherwise, you actually just simply can't get there. Yeah, absolutely. You need those foundations. Is and I'm, and I don't know if we can even talk about soul purpose necessarily because it's such a unique thing, obviously. But is there a broad soul purpose that we're all put here with that we're all kind of because I often see from my perspective of soul purpose it being about our expansion our growth our enlightenment that kind of experience but is it do we also each have an individual map in terms of doing in the world what we're here to show up and physically do in the world yes so yes to both of those questions mm. we all share the same soul purpose and that is to come to earth to assimilate earth school's lessons and to know that we are unconditional love. So we come here to experience the contrast of that, to awaken to who we really are. So I agree with you. Our primary journey that we all share is to awaken. That being said though, when I started working with the white light intensely in 2007, I downloaded my soul blueprint from my chakra eight. Mm, wow. And I mean that literally. And my soul blueprint told me that my job is to found the school. <laughs> my job, everything I do now, I do because I downloaded that information. Mm. So the primary soul purpose is expansion and, uh, and experiencing ourselves to be unconditional love. But we all have an individual soul purpose. And that soul purpose the soul blueprint, I call it, we can download or we get access to when we can access chakra eight. But that's quite a journey to get there. You know, like we have to have balanced chakras one through seven before we can access chakra eight. And that's simply because that is the process of ascension. Ascension yes. means we work up the ladder. <laughs> we go from chakra one to two to three to four. So in my school, in the level one course, we prepare people for the soul purpose journey in level two because you have to be quite vibrationally fit. You have to have a certain degree of psychic ability and you have to be ready to really find out what you're here to do in a soulful way. Because if you want to boldly and brazenly pursue your soul purpose, you've got to be ready for it. Mm. Absolutely. You know, I find it really fascinating with people that I work with because I think we, a lot of us, well, I would say many of us are really starting to feel the, 
whether it's the emptiness or the something's missing or mm. something's not right or, you know, I keep changing jobs thinking I'm going to find my purpose. And, and that's why I'm really excited to open up this conversation about soul purpose because I think, you know, as we've said, we're all looking externally. We're all looking in the wrong places, trying to find this fulfillment, trying to find this love, trying to find this sense of purpose and meaning in our lives. And it, from what you're sharing, really all lies in this energetic work and this chakra work and realizing that if we do kind of want that ultimate awareness of what we're here to do in the world, where we, where we find that deep meaning and that purpose and that fulfillment you know, we've kind of got to really start to peel back to basics and show up for that core work that I think is the work a lot of us want to avoid. I just want to get yes. to the good stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I can only agree with you. Mm. I um, I'm releasing a free podcast or a free audio masterclass giveaway in a couple mm. of weeks, and it's actually entire. The titles of them are "Get Over It" and "Get <laughs> On With It." Yeah, and. I've called them that because I say that to people all the time. People don't want to do the meditation work required to get where they want to go. That's it in a nutshell. So when people come into my space, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if they're drug addicts or what their history has been or how difficult and overwhelming their problems are. I always say to them, you've got to get over it and get on with it and I'll help you do that. This is the thing. People are just consuming so much information. Mm. They're looking at what's the next health fad, what is the next exercise fad, what is the next pill, and we do it too. Us in the you know self-help yes. spiritual community, it's always the new, the next, the latest. Deepak Chopra says, if you are not meditating, you're not walking the spiritual path, period. And I can't agree more. So these, these audio masterclasses that I've prepared are showing people why they've got to meditate but helping people to meditate because the biggest struggle that people have is in the meditation itself. People know they should meditate because there's enough information about that but they don't know what type of meditation and they don't know how to meditate and they expect that they can meditate but the fact is we haven't been taught how to meditate. We're meditation newbies. Yeah. No. So I think that we need to stop consuming and looking yes. for the next fad and we need to go, okay, I'm an energetic being. First and foremost, I need to look on my chakra look after my chakras. We look after our chakras and then our lives work. But but also with soul purpose, Connie, the reason I do what I do is from the day I begun the day I began to work as a medical intuitive, which was when I was nineteen, almost Every single person said to me, what am I here to do in this life? Mm. It's a question I get asked almost every single time I do consultations. But not only that, ever since I can remember, I've wanted to know why I was put on this planet. Mm. So I have dedicated my life, and it's part of my life purpose, which I downloaded in my Chakra 8, to showing people how they can discover their soul purpose. We all truly do have a soul purpose and we can download it in chakra eight and when we find out what it is we do live our greatest joy because your soul purpose my soul purpose is where our talents and passions meet mm -hmm. and when that happens we become on fire with life so people want to know how to get there a lot of people talk in soul purpose terms you know i hear it all the time discover your purpose but 
you got to actually download it. <laughs> you know, like you, yeah. you got to actually download it and find out what you're here to do. But even the starting point of your soul purpose is showing up for the work that is going to eventually lead you to yes. uncovering your soul purpose, right? I mean, that's your starting point. That is your yes. purpose. Yes, yes. And that's why I tell people to get over it and get on with it. Yes. <laughs> because I say to them, don't talk to me about what you're doing. If you're not meditating and you're not looking after your chakras, you ain't going to get there. Yes. And that's why people really like me or dislike me. <laughs> uh, well, you, you tell it, um, you know, exactly what they need to do and not everyone's actually ready to do it. They kind of want to be just handed the it on a silver platter. Um, and I feel like it's really let's take the emphasis off the mind, which, as you said, is consuming information. Let's make a plan. Let's formulate our next goal. And, and it's just, and that's what meditation does. It starts to drop us out of the mind. It calms and slows the mind. It starts to bring your attention to something uh, deeper than the mind, yes. something bigger than the mind. That's why meditation is such a powerful doorway into this experience. And also when you meditate, not only do your chakras work, not only do you experience greater and greater um, feelings of interconnectedness, you come to know that you are the power in the world. So if you want to know that you can manifest, you've got to believe you can do it. The only way you can believe that you can do it is if you have the actual experience of knowing that you are energy first and foremost and that you can flow energy in any way you choose. So when people come into my world and they say, I want to manifest, I always start with, well, you need to discover your power. Mm. See, most people can't get manifesting to work, Connie, because they don't really have faith in it. I mean, there are, you know, there are certain manifesting things we need to do and we know about them through the law, you know, the, the secret and the law of attraction and the Esther and Jerry Hicks books, mm. which are fabulous books. I love them. But, but they're great, aren't they? Yeah. But most people come to me and say, well, I can't quite get it to work. The whole premise or the launching pad of manifesting is the belief that you can do it. So when I say to people, let's work on your chakras, they have the actual experience of knowing that they're powerful. Mm -hmm. They have the actual experience of knowing their energy and then they're absolutely away with the manifesting process. So yeah. everything points to what? Sit your ass down and <laughs> meditate. <laughs> you know, it's, um, my meditations at the moment, what I, I think people sort of need to go on the meditation journey a bit, but I'm at such a beautiful point with them where when I close my eyes, I literally just become energy. You become mm. pure potentiality as Deepak Chopra kind of explains it as. Yes. You, you become the field, the energetic yes. field through which everything is born from. And when you kind of reconnect with that one energy, that is that is the space that everything's created from. Yes. So you kind of have to drop back into that space yes. before you can create anything. Yes. Mm. And that's why people aren't manifesting. Mm. That's why it's not happening because they think that they don't need to meditate to get there. And that is the gap that we experience in the spiritual field. People know so much. There's so much theory and theorizing mm. and philosophizing going on. But how much are you experiencing in your meditation? I mean, I challenge people on that every day. They're like, oh, I've read that and I've been to Sai yes. Barbara. And I'm like, but you're not meditating. So come back in a couple of months when you can actually tell me about an experience you've had in the meditation. Yes. And that's a gap I try to bridge, Connie. I really try to say to people, come on, stop reading so much. That's mind stuff that isn't changing your life. Let's actually do the work that will change your life. 
And people may still, you know, have probably experienced, they can still sometimes manifest from their mind, but your results will be limited. Your results may be infused with fear or need. You're still manifesting from this kind of small, limited space versus this beautiful, expansive space of who you are. Well, it's effort versus effortlessness, isn't it? And it's really your idea versus you could be conspiring with the universe. I mean, I don't know about you, but (laughs) I'd rather be conspiring with the universe than my soul because my soul has way wilder and huger visions and ideas than I, little Belinda, could possibly ever have. So So we want to co-create, don't we? We want to you know, fuse with the universe and, and flow energy in whatever way we choose. And we can only do that, though, if we're meditating, if we have a regular <laughs> spiritual practice. So I don't mind that I've said this over and over and that people think, oh, that Belinda Davidson just talks about <laughs> meditation. I want them to get off this call or off this yeah. session with us and go, oh, i got to meditate. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I believe that is the starting point and, and um, yeah, that's just so beautiful. I feel like I could go on and on with you, but I'm aware of the time. So I um, I just have to say thank you so much. This conversation, you know what I love about these conversations is they're enlightening not only for my audience but for me as well and, and talking with you is kind of strengthened kind of on some level what I already knew and what I'd kind of intuitively been guided to practice in my own life but it's given me this deeper experience of it a greater sense of clarity about really where I want to go with this journey in myself and with my work and and I think you know it's beautiful to keep it as this practical simple place to start it's not overly complex so thank you so much for sharing your your experiences and your wisdom it's It's just been incredible. So thank you for your time. Thank you, Connie. Thank you for your time too. And thank you for inviting me. It's been it's been light filled and wonderful. (laughs) Beautiful. So you've got your podcast and masterclass series coming up. What else can people expect from you over the coming months or where can people find out more about all this? Well, the best place to start is belindadavidson.com and that's where they can sign up for the free chakra course and the free white light healings like I mentioned before. And on my store page, people can purchase the chakra cleanse meditation that you were referring to, Mm. Connie, that we all use in my school. We have the Masterclass free audio giveaway that is a promotion that we're running through my school so that people can get a feel of, of, of what we're doing. And those audio masterclasses are really dedicated to helping people learn to manifest if they're having difficulty with manifesting or if they're having difficulty with meditation. And my school runs again in September. So we will run the school twice this year and it's a six-month program. We have an academy. Mm. <laughs> it's an online training academy. So we, we get our modern mystics trained up and that is that's happening in the end of September. So we've got quite a lot, quite a lot coming up. Beautiful. Well, I love that you've got some beautiful resources for people to start with, uh, including the free white light healings on Monday evenings, which are just gorgeous, and the meditations as well. So 
Thank you so much for your time. I highly recommend that people pop over and, and check out what you're sharing because it's super powerful. And thank you to everyone who's been tuned into today's episode. Uh, this is a conversation you're probably going to want to replay numerous times because there's a lot of stuff in here. And depending where you're at on your journey, it could be really new. But I truly feel this is really uh, where we're all heading and the core of, of what we really need to be working on in our lives. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation and have had lots of incredible takeaways from it and I look forward to connecting with you again in next week's episode. Bye!